In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Naomi is far from her hometown of Bethlehem, as the book of Ruth begins. St. Paul is in prison. Ten lepers called to Jesus outside of a village somewhere between Samaria and Galilee. Today's scripture reading might feel a little bit like the biblical version of Grandma's soup pot. Something from the pantry, something from the freezer, something from the fridge and the cupboard. Throw it all in. What's with this? How's it going to go together, we wonder? Well, as different and as different context of these readings might be, they do have something in common. Naomi was far from home. Not in Israel, not in Bethlehem, but Moab, the ancestral home of Lot's incestuous relations. And to make matters worse, Naomi's husband, Elimelech, had died. Then her two sons died. She had no husband. She had no heir, no home, no inheritance. She had two daughters-in-law, but then Orpah left too. So Naomi and Ruth find themselves alone. St. Paul, he found himself alone too. He wrote to strengthen and teach young Pastor Timothy in his second letter of the same name. But as he did so, he was bound in chains. He was locked in prison, probably a dungeon, not a comfortable house arrest as he had been before. He was likely in Rome, which is where he was eventually martyred. And I imagine that there were many times that Paul felt alone. The same is true, I'm sure, for those ten lepers. They suffered more than just an incurable medical illness. Leprosy was also a social disease, a one-way ticket directly out of town where they must live as outcasts, cut off from family, cut off from friends, cut off from the temple, from worship. And so whenever somebody would draw near to them on the road, they would have to yell out, Unclean! Unclean! And then on top of it all, one of those ten lepers in Luke 17 is a Samaritan, Luke tells us. A double loner and loser in the eyes of most respectable Israelites. Three stories, but each in its own way, a story of loneliness, of separation. Naomi and Ruth are in Moab. Paul is in prison, in chains. Lepers are outside the village, suffering and outcast. But I imagine that they are not alone in feeling alone. At some point, past, perhaps present, we felt alone too. I don't mean the kind of aloneness or being alone that we enjoy, the kind of you know, hobby or study or prayer or devotion, maybe the kind that Jesus did and also calls us to do. No, not that kind. That can be a good kind of being alone, but the kind of loneliness that we see in our world today, the kind of loneliness that happens in a digital age where more and more technology and social media and friends and likes and heart emojis, the more disconnected, the more alone we might feel. The kind of loneliness that may hit a little closer to home as well, that is deeply personal, that we've been alienated or separated from others because of our own sin, its consequences, and then its effects in our relationships and family and friends and neighbors. Other times, it's the loneliness and pain that we experience because we have been sinned against. 
We have been hurt or abused or wounded in word or deed by others. Still at other times, there's hurt and despair and loneliness that happens for no other apparent reason than simply the fact that we live in a fallen, broken world and our body and our mind are plagued with disease. The loneliness of despair and mental illness, where you can sit in a room that is entirely crowded and yet feel utterly alone. But being alone, of course, is only part of the story in our readings this morning. It was only part of the story for Naomi and Ruth and Paul and that Samaritan leper. God did something far greater than any of them imagined or even expected. God came, in fact, and met them and was present with them in their loneliness. He joined them in their being alone with his faithfulness, with his mercy and his compassion. For Naomi and Ruth, God led them back to the promised land, back to Naomi's hometown of Bethlehem. And Ruth ended up marrying Boaz. Boaz redeemed or bought back the inheritance of Ruth and Naomi, ensuring that they would be cared for, and their ancestors too. At the end of the book of Ruth, we find out why the book of Ruth is so important. Ruth and Boaz had a son named Obed. And Obed has a son named Jesse. And Jesse has a son named David. And David, many, many centuries later, has a son named Jesus who is the finder of the lost ones, the healer of us broken ones, reconciler and reuniter of us who are loners. God is faithful to his promise. St. Paul, too, he was imprisoned, and though he was imprisoned and bound in chains and suffered for the preaching of his gospel, the Lord's gospel, he was never alone. As he wrote to St. Timothy, he said, This is a faithful saying. He probably is quoting an early church hymn. If we die with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure with him, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. St. Paul wasn't alone. The ten lepers weren't alone either. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us, they cried out by the roadside, and he did. He was merciful, compassionate. He healed every single one of them. One of them, though, when he saw that he was healed, he came back, returned, knelt down with a loud voice and glorified God and fell at his face at Jesus' feet and said, Thank you. He gave thanks. He was a Samaritan. The whole event really is a marvelous preview of the restoration and the renewal and the rebirth that Jesus gives to us in his coming death and resurrection that is going to happen in Jerusalem. He's on his way there to Jerusalem to make that happen. Jesus is the Savior of the nations. He's Jew and the Savior of Jew and Gentile, of Samaritan, of all of us. That Samaritan realized that in Jesus he was not alone either. He was not alone in his leprosy and not in his sin. As he fell down in his face, he did that for the same reason that Christians throughout the centuries have bowed down to our Lord too, in reverence and in worship to him. The Samaritan praised him, literally making a doxology, it says in the Greek, to Jesus. Naomi and Ruth 
St. Paul and the Samaritan leper, they weren't alone after all. And the good news is, neither are you. Whatever pain and despair, whatever kind of worry, anxiety, or hurt, or sin has left you feeling abandoned, you are not alone. For in Jesus, God joined us in our loneliness too. For us who are often feeling outcast, Jesus became the outcast on the cross for us. When we feel alone, know that Jesus cried out on the cross for us, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So that in that loneliness, he would give you a promise that you are never alone, that I am with you always. Jesus, for us, endured our pain and suffering, even that suffering of loneliness and worry, of doubt and despair, of disease, of sin and death, that we would never be abandoned, that he would be always with us. So God is with you, is the promise and the comfort of today's readings. And not in those warm, fuzzy feelings that so often come and go, but with you in ways that you can touch and you can taste, you can see and hear and smell words in absolution that deliver and rescue us from the bondage of sin and death. Jesus' water and word that brings us into his family, that unites us with Jesus, our kinsman redeemer, in a washing of renewal and regeneration by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is with you this day, even, in his body and blood. Yes, it comes hidden in simple bread and wine, but he promises to be there for you, to be there with you, and to feed and bless and forgive you and restore you in his holy body and blood. And Jesus is also with you in your brother and sister in Christ. St. Paul writes in Corinthians that when one member of the body of Christ suffers, all suffer. And when one member rejoices, all rejoice. One of the many reasons why God calls us as his children into his family of the church, into God's household. So when we come to church, maybe each week, take a quick moment or two at some point. Look around and see who's next to you and see who's not. See and think, who hasn't been here in a while? Who haven't I seen that maybe is feeling lonely or left outside too? Maybe they could use a phone call or a card or stop by for a visit or a cup of coffee. After all, this is what God does for us. It's what he did for Naomi and Ruth too, and for St. Paul and those lepers and the Samaritan leper and what he does for us. In Jesus, the lost are found. The lonely find comfort. Sinners are redeemed and restored and justified freely for Christ's sake. And then Jesus sends us on our way like he did that Samaritan leper. Rise and go your way. Your faith has saved you, is what the Greek actually says. Made you well, it's not quite good enough. Your faith has saved you. Because that faith is in Jesus who promises to be with you always. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.